You found your way back to Making Sense of Pets, the podcast. We're your hosts, veterinary technicians Angela Ilya, Ryan Frazier, and I'm Becky Mosser. <laughs> and uh, the heat is on, you guys. I don't know it's what it's hot. like in your parts of the world, but uh, holy cow, it's yeah, it, uh, we're melting here. The other day it was like 86 degrees here. Which oh my God, hot. Ryan! Right. <laughs> Shut up! How do, <laughs> how do you survive? It doesn't seem hot. Like from where, from the Midwest or anything like that, but it was freaking hot here, and we don't have AC, so. Oh lord. Oh, yeah, so okay, shut wait, up. So that's a problem. What do you mean you don't have AC? Like anywhere? Um, like a, a lot of businesses have it, but a lot of homes out here don't don't have AC because it doesn't usually stay that hot for very often. Mm. Um, it's usually like in the seventies, um, during the summer, but then we'll oh, have a couple so nice. days of eighties, nineties. Oh, that's and awful. I, yeah, it's, it can be horrible, but we found a nice river and we went swimming, so that was nice. Oh, I saw your pictures on Instagram, it, and it looked like you guys had a really fun time. Angie, what's the heat in the city? Like, you guys have the asphalt and, like... Yeah, we, yeah. it's so hot. You know, it's getting to be hot when Con Edison starts emailing people, like, please turn your AC off. We can't supply power to all you people with <laughs> making it 60 degrees in your apartment with your four box fans. And your, yeah. You know, the power grid is a uh, struggling. So I think uh, just a couple days ago in Queens, Con Ed was like, if y'all don't, turn your air, air cons off you gonna blow the grid today so that you know like that's how hot it is here you know when you start getting the electric company email saying that like be prepared for rolling blackouts if you can't turn your air con down a little bit um then you know it's getting hot and it is it is gross in the city i don't know if any of you guys are new yorkers but you know that hot garbage smell is back uh oh. that funky film on the streets because the street sweepers ain't been coming due to COVID. COVID, uh, it's getting a little gross out there. Everybody knows it. Oh, it's gross. Fun. Uh, well, so yeah, you're I the most southern south. one, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the, there's a podcast I listen to called My Favorite Murderer, and the host of one of the co-hosts, her name's Karen Kilgariff, and she, um, they did a live podcast out here in Charlotte last year, and I think she said it best when she said. Your heat has water in it. Yes. <laughs> the best description ever. Um, you go out to check the mail and you're just like, I can't breathe. And you come in and you're just like misty. You just have this like, oh, yeah. Listening. Listening. Yeah. yeah. Mm, so the, mm. the humidity is no joke. I can say this though. At least I live coastal. So we have this like constant Ooh, nice breeze. breeze. The air is always nice. moving. When I go visit my mom in like the middle of the state, I feel like I'm dying. Like just it's just stifling. like stagnant, huh? Oh, it's so bad, and the humidity is nuts. So, <laughs> and I think you're right. Um, just because everybody's home, there's less people out. Air conditionings are just blasting. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we're we're counting on our old girl to hang in there <laughs> and get us through these next couple days. So the heat is on. We know it, and pets are at risk. And it's not just like the old fashioned what we think of like. Oh, your dog got left in a car. There's a lot more to that when it comes to heat and the effects on our pets, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to be honest, some one of my coworkers was like in tears like two days ago. She went home. Uh, she lives near the hospital for lunch. 
and her aircon had like conked out and it was like 90 degrees in her tiny little you know new york we live in closets sometimes yeah. we're lucky enough to have a closet with a window but then of course the sun beams in like some kind of you know uh when you're a kid and you're cooking ants or something with yeah. a, <laughs> that's kind of what it feels it. like to be in a new york city apartment sometimes in the summer if the sun's hitting you so she, you know her cats were like hot and a little like panty you know and she just was like what if i didn't come home for lunch today like oh my god this is crazy you know she's like totally devastated so even uh you know if you think your pet's safe at home sometimes they aren't really safe at home either unfortunately so you know thank gosh nothing happened um to her pets and she's able to kind of like you know crack the window put on the fan you know those kind of things before she went back but um you know i know that some people may not be so lucky you know um especially if it's hotter where you live yeah, I think it's one of the coolest things about technology and the interfaces with our houses now. When we can oh yeah, the smart it. house, right? Yeah, if your house goes above or below a certain temperature, and the security systems and house things can tell you, uh, because you're right, that's super dangerous. You know, my dog's 13. Ryan, you've got well, yeah. we all have old dogs. Yeah, you know? I'm like crip keeping over here be... with all my old dogs. Right. <laughs> well, They're yeah. not going to be nearly as resilient. And with the hot weather that we've recently had here in Seattle, um, like Rem, he, with his heart condition, oh. like we had to be really careful on that. Yeah. And he's been pretty calm, but with those hot days, he's been panting. Yeah. Um, and, and people don't think panting is, is dangerous. You know, they think, oh, this is like it's something super normal, right? My dog is just hot. But if your dog has any kind of even undiagnosed, you know, a lot of times it's undiagnosed, right? Like like your dog could be cooking a little murmur that no one's heard yet. Or maybe you haven't taken your dog to the vet in a couple of years or they're old. You know, heart changes happen really quickly. Uh, and just the act of panting to cool down, um, not even from exertion per se like running around in the yard can can cause heart failure and yeah. you don't recognize it right away because you know you think oh your dog is just cooling down until you're like wow actually like he's been panting for a day or yeah. you know or sometimes i you know people say oh two days you know and then all of a sudden they don't get it until the dog becomes you know restless or like uncomfortable and seems bothered by the panting you know the excessive panting so it's it's it can be a blessing and a curse the pant you know especially when you have heart disease and some other animals that you need to keep an eye on is if you have like an overweight cat or dog or mm. the brachiocephalic where they have the flat faces those ones tend to overheat pretty fast and are um, prone to having conditions in the hot temperatures. Yeah. My Frenchie right now, it is like, let me tell you, I don't even know what the temperature is. It's probably like 80 degrees outside. But in the heat of the day, oh, now it's like in the afternoon. Uh, but he cannot be outside for more than five minutes. He's like lying down, trying to get any bit of shade that he can. And this is just like out in our backyard. You know, we're not talking about walk. We do not walk him when it's over 80 degrees. Like he can't go outside. Um, and even now he wants to go outside. So it's, you know, you have to to be a, I have to be a smart pet owner because my dogs will all go outside and you know the chihuahuas love being in the sun rays and you know sitting out on the bed and and he cannot hang with them he in five minutes he's like <gasps> yeah. you know <laughs> aircon so it's like even though he wants to be outside I have to just drag his little potato butt right back in the house yep. and put him in the fan you know it's like it's crazy so as as like no face I call them breeds are the short face breeds uh, you know 
we as owners, we have to be so much more vigilant. And especially when you have, you know, non-brachycephalics, like I have all my little chichis, um, they don't, they'll be out there for an hour and be fine. Yeah. Uh, but he gets out there for five minutes. And if he was out there for an hour, he would definitely be dead or at least in the hospital for a you, while right, in, with in a heat stroke. Situation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I looked at, right now. It's ninety-one degrees. It feels like it's a hundred and two. It's sixty percent humidity, and our UV index is ten of ten. What so does that mean? The like the um. Oh, your your like the, radiation, the right? Oh, yeah. yeah. How about so doing burnt? Right. Right. Oh. And so that that made me get to thinking. Um, okay, so what we've got here is. The risk of heat stroke, and we're talking about dogs as far as panting and cooling themselves, but cats are, are another story, too. But we, we're we not just talking about heat and temperature. We're talking about sun, right? So if yeah. your dogs are outside laying in the sun, if your cats are, and this is a thing I think a lot of people forget, porches count. Screened-in porches count mm-hmm. as outside. And laying in the sun in the window counts as getting UV rays. And I think people don't necessarily take these into consideration. So your pets that love to lay in the sun, that's great. But you also have to consider this is a 10 to 10 UV ray day in North Carolina. They're going to be more prone to sunburn. And a lot of pet owners don't even know their pets could get sunburn. So yeah, what do little noses. Right. What's the predispositions for sunburn? How do you know if your pet is going to get burnt? What do you guys look for? If they're white. White. little white pink thing little right? white pink pink thing. and white Listen, if you cut your dog's hair from the groomer and he come back pink your dog will get sunburned Sunburn. <laughs> right. if you can see pink if your maltese turns pink when he gets a haircut <laughs> he could also get sunburned <laughs> or those naked things people yeah, are with those weird naked cats Chinese i'm sorry crosses. i just can't with the naked animals but they will get crispy i love me a naked animal i oh god a chinese crested or a sphinx give me the wrinkles give me their little oh, soft yeah. baby skins i love them i think they feel weird I think they feel, I love them. I think they're great, but you're right. They are just straight up skin. So it's important (laughs) to be looking for the risks of sunburn on top of overheating in our pets, indoor and outdoor. So um, Angie, you brought up a really a good point that I was thinking about with the hair. A lot of people say, okay, great. It's heat stroke time. So I'm going to go ahead and shave my pet. Mm, 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 mm -hmm. Let's hear the Angie rant. (laughs) Don't do that. I did it. It's done. <laughs> I know you want the boots with the fur for your cat, and you want him to be, you know, you want him to have the what? The, what's that thing? The Stegosaurus cut? You know all these Pinterest things. Do not do that to your animal. The fur is protecting them. It's like an insulator against the heat. So when That's you right. take away that nice buffer, you just create a naked animal, and they're gonna be hurting. Now they That's can right. get sunburned. First of all, now you just created. It's like you. They just naked now. Yep. You just. You just did that. <laughs> so you just took away their sun protection. It's like you just. You went to the beach and you just scraped it right off of their bodies. <laughs> and now they can't thermoregulate, right? The animal is supposed to have that fur, right? Yep. So if the animal could not survive with that fur, there would be no fluffy animals because they would all be dead. You know, evolution, yep. people, is real. These these animals have evolved with this floofy stuff. And it helps control their body heat. And once you take that away, and we always, listen, these animals, I get a good laugh when they come in with these weird bobs and cuts and all these COVID cuts and things I've been seeing lately. But don't do that. It gets no. too hot. It's too hot. 
Yeah, that's exactly right. A lot of people don't understand that the coat is part of thermoregulation to keep them warm and to keep them cool. So that undercoat that your pet is shooting all over your house right now, that's their thermoregulation. Yeah. That's the shedding. That's the shaving. That they Ask need. any bald man you know what it's like to go to the beach in the summertime and they will tell you that they back in the day when they were sporting some hair things was a little easier oh angie you have nailed it again <laughs> so we want to be real and so can we what do you guys do for pets that are pink can we protect them against the sun like right we know they're gonna have to go outside what do we do to keep them safe I prefer the owners that follow their dogs around with sun umbrellas, yes. a parasol, but <laughs> and maybe <laughs> that may just be a New York thing. I don't know. We fancy here, so I don't doubt that some of the clients I see every day have a parasol for their for their pets, you know, over the stroller when they're walking around and things. So, you know, you fancy, Fluffy, I see you. <laughs> well, there is some sunscreen, too, that you can get for your pets. Okay, so so what are we looking for? Not human sunscreen. Yeah. Do not use your sun. Do not put your banana boat on Fluffy, please. Ask your vet. The pet, I believe it's correct that that we want it to be um, the PABA-free, correct? Like it's going to be a PABA-free and a zinc-free, if I'm not mistaken, and pet safe. Because they're going to ingest it if you put this on your pet's nose they're going to lick it so it's made in a different way it's got different ways of working with their skin and um it's made for dog skin which is different than human skin i know that is your baby but it is not made of the same uh (laughs) cell types and skin layers as you so we want to make sure we're doing right by them um, okay, so what are some other things when it comes to heat exhaustion, heat stroke? What do we need to do to be safe and look out for? Stay home. Stop taking your dog running. It's exactly. 90 degrees outside. Nobody want to run in That's 90 true. degree weather. Surely your dog does not want to do that. Not well, so. not only the heat exhaustion with running, too, it's the pavement is so hot. Oh, it's so hot. Paws. Yeah. I burnt my own feet in my terracotta <laughs> yard yesterday. Like, I was, like, dying. And my dog's like, ah, ee, ooh, ah. So we take the hose before we let them out, and we wet down the terracotta tile in the backyard before we even let the dogs out. Um, that's how important it is. So I think that there's a popular, like, meme or whatever that comes out when it's, you know, spring or summer where it says, you know, go outside first. Put your hand on the pavement. If you can't hold your hand there for five or ten seconds, it's too hot for your dog to go outside. Yeah. So that's a very good test. And when you're needing to walk, like if you have a really active dog, walk them in the morning or walk them at night when it's nice and cool outside. Yep. Yeah, maybe just stick to like relief walks, which is just, you know, two or three minutes outside, get your business done, get back up in the air con. You know, once the sun goes down, you may have to rearrange your schedule a little bit, right? But, you know, a lot lot of us don't have a schedule to rearrange right now, luckily. So, you know, it's, it's, you need to just think outside of the sun. So when it, when it's dark out, when it's nice before in the, in the mornings, like Ryan said, early morning before the peak of the heat gets to you, uh, that's when you want to do your heavy exercise to tire out your pet yeah one thing new for us this year is we got one of those um screen doors that can open and close by itself like with the magnets so the dogs can just go into the our back end fenced in yard as they please so oftentimes we just leave the door open but i've noticed that rem will go outside quite often on really hot days too so we have made sure to shut the door so they can't go out go in and out as they please because he'll go out and not know that it's so hot and stay out there for too long 
Yeah, and my my chiminis and my old lady are black, and like mm. they'll go outside and be <laughs> they're like around. hot to the touch, right? To when the they come back, literally, like, like ah! you can't even pet them. And I'm like, I know that that their coat is there to protect them, but I'm like, oh my goodness gracious, girls, you got to get in here, yeah. um, because you're right, they do kind of like lay there and bake in the sun, and I think enjoy it, um, but they don't know how to keep themselves safe. Yeah. So all right, let's we've kind of you know we've talked about some of the prevention and safety. Now I do kind of want to mention a couple things. We know that there are sunscreens that are safe for pets. There's also some really great UV clothing that you sure, can buy. Sure, like rash guards kind of, yeah, essentially. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So you can find gear that's safe, and there's also always booties. So if you know your dog is going to have to, you know, um, for example, if you have a service dog or a working dog or you enjoy taking your pet to, say, you know, PetSmart or whatever, um, you know, or the pet store, we're not not sponsored. No. No. <laughs> no. No, no PetSmart. No, no fucking free mention <laughs> no today. No promo code for that. <laughs> but, you know, if you know your dog is going to be out and, um, you know, you can adjust your schedule and you can adjust the preventive measures. You can buy a parasol. You just need to be thinking about these things. But then let's talk on the back half of the podcast about like when the worst happens. So let's talk about overheating in dogs and cats, what it looks like um, and what we do. Yeah. So obviously the first sign in your, in your pet is going to be panting, right? Um, As soon as the dog or cats, uh, internal temperature says "Mm, we're a little too hot uh they will immediately start to cool themselves you know through panting obviously dogs also lose heat through their paw pads and in other places you know those big eared dogs if you've ever felt your dog's ears uh you know and rabbits and things like that they're circulating more blood through their ears to cool them down um so there's those kind of things that that their body is trying to do but when those don't work uh and the heat is too intense they start panting so the first clue that your dog is uncomfortable uh is panting if your cat is panting you have missed some signs and and a panting cat is a medical emergency. First and foremost, you need to be in the car, uh, preferably with the air con on, uh, on your way to the e-clinic, uh, or if your vet will see you, like you need to be going to the doctor if you see your cat open mouth breathing for any reason, because that is like a really, really big problem. Well, especially if you're not playing, right? Like I guess that yeah. the, the caveat there is if you and you, you've done the boil simmer technique with your cat and you've been playing for a good 15 minutes and you get mm-hmm. a couple pants out of them and it stops immediately, great if your cat is just sitting there panting like angie Mm -hmm. said do not pass go don't question don't wonder yeah that's a big deal because and i think you make a good point angie our our cats do not cool off through panting right that's not how they do it dogs do but like i wanted to go back to what you said about paw pads so a lot of people think that pets sweat through their paw pads as a form of cooling and that's actually incorrect right Mm mm-hmm they can't do that but we they they do lose some heat but it's not like this is how they're doing it you know humans we sweat all over the place and and that helps us cooling right the dogs are not like losing fluid through (laughs) through their paw pads for their paw pads the sweat glands are there for protective measures Mm -hmm. and there's not enough surface area for cooling so it doesn't actually create a cooling effect it's just there for protection so the body may get triggered so a lot of people like you know all your internet experts like to come out and say like they do too sweat through their feet and i'm like well they do sweat but that's not a cooling method it's truly through panting like you said their ears and increased circulation so um with cats what does cooling look like it's not panting what do they do to stay cool I don't have to bathe in the blood of their enemies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> also, they groom. And so sometimes <laughs> what they'll do is cats will groom and it actually works like sweat. The saliva gets on right. their fur. It causes evaporation. So they almost like cover themselves in a sweat mechanism by grooming. But gross. what we know is this time of year we're losing undercoat and we're grooming for yeah. overheating. Hair so balls. this is a recipe for hair <laughs> And so we absolutely want to make sure we're on top of that and we're giving them a little bit of extra grooming help in this in this time. But that's actually how your cats are going to be grooming the most over these hot times. So if you see your cat grooming and grooming and grooming and grooming, it might be an indication that they're overheating. Other signs that you can see in dogs um, with the painting, you can see excessive drooling. Um, their gums are really red or their ears are really red. Vomiting or diarrhea. They yeah. might be mentally dull yep. or they yeah, may or... even lose consciousness or yeah. kind of act drunk. And then collapsing yeah. too. And those are all signs to get your dog to the vet right away. Cats too, right? We'll see incoordination. We'll see them mm-hmm. acting a little bit confused. Anxiety. We might see yeah, like anxious. like un- Pacing, un- right? Yeah. Or like repeated trips to the water bowl as well for all of um, these these pets. Vomiting yeah. and diarrhea as well. So, all right. We think our pet is having problems with heat. What do we do? Go to the vet. Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> It really is. I mean, if you're if you're if your dog is experiencing like if he is hot, right? Say you go for like you're going to the park or something, and even if you don't think you did enough, right, to cause like a heat stroke situation, if your dog was outside and he's now vomiting, you need to go. Like go. it's it's you need to yeah. go now. Uh, there are some cases where you know maybe you're not at that point of becoming a clinically damaged heat stroke where you're just kind of like, oh, my dog is getting real real hot. Uh, you know you. Need need to go home you need to get that pet in the ac potentially give that pet you know uh like a a cool bath i'm not talking ice cubes into bathtub people i'm talking like you know a lukewarm you know uh water that you can tolerate that you wouldn't be frozen in uh you know bathing them or even just like wetting their feet or their hair coat a little bit with their brush you know really just being a proponent of them being emotionally chill and then physically chill you know keeping them calm in the home uh while you blast some ac on uh you know put them in front of the fan whatever you have at home to your advantage just getting them cool and keeping them calm but if that doesn't work after like i don't know 15 20 minutes like you need to be on the way to the clinic and yeah. we've had some dogs come into that the owner thinks giving aspirin or some type of med will help cool their temperature down Oof, no. that's not true don't nope. don't give any meds don't don't give it no don't nope. do that never no never hashtag ever <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's you know it's interesting because people you're right they get like panicky and they just think like what would I do if it was me and I had a fever right they yeah think I was almost a fever, like a fever is different than heat stroke like, yeah. like let's put that out there right it's it's two totally different things but so, and also just don't do that <laughs> right so what can people expect you know, what are we doing in the veterinary clinic to cool their pets off when they come and they come in an emergency so people can just like know what that looks like? What are we doing? I think we're going to rush them to the back and get yeah. them um, on IV fluids. I think that is the best way to start cooling them down is IV fluids. 
Yeah, for, for us, it depends on how hot is your pet, right? So a normal yeah. dog shouldn't be, a normal dog or cat, shouldn't be above like 102.5, right? Like that's like high normal for a pet. So if you have, a, you know, you bring your dog to me, you've been running around, you think he has heat stroke, and he's like 103, I'm going to go Ryan's route. I'm going to give him some IV fluids. I'm going to give him a give him a bolus, you know, we call it like a lot of fluids over a short amount of time to try to cool off their blood uh, and cool off their body. But it, some of these pets come, you know, I've had pets come in 107. Like this is, you are cooking your dog on the yep. inside and I need to stop that immediately. So we have these things called wet tables uh, where the tray comes off and it's a sink underneath and we are pouring cold water over your pet. We got the box fans out. Like we literally, like box fans and a garden hose are two, like a crash kit for yep. <laughs> for heat Summertime. stroke, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, we keep them in the ER. They're like literally next to the crash box with all of like yeah. the epinephrine and the atropine and your fancy things uh, for life-saving and we put the box fan on and we're going to cool your pet uh, down to 103 and then hopefully their body will be able to take control and cool it further after that or uh, we don't want them to get cold uh, which often does happen if you cool too fast so um, you know we're just actively we call that active cooling so we're dumping water we're you know putting cool uh, you know refrigerator fan like refrigerator uh like not ice packs but they're like cold packs uh, around their belly on their abdomen just trying to get heat to dissipate off of their body in any way um while providing them supportive care because like let me tell you heat stroke is deadly and heat stroke is ugly and it is messy uh and they and and animals will try to kill their guts first uh to save their heart and, and lungs and things like that so uh, you're going to have major GI sloughing, and I'm talking about bloody D. Like that diarrhea is going to be terrible. So we're going to start, you know, preloading your pet with some medications to protect their GI tract and their other shock organs um, to pr- try to prevent any damage that is already inevitably happened if your pet is like 104, 105, 106. Um, that kind of thing. So just, you know, actively trying to get that temperature to a not cooking level uh, is my number one goal. Well, then we want to stop too when it's slightly higher than normal. So about 103 is when you want to stop because we don't want them to drop below 100. Yeah. Yeah. We see a lot of it because of being at the beach where people like bring their dogs out and they don't have proper shelter and they just think, oh, well, they'll go in the water and cool off like people do. But it actually creates kind of like a steam bath for dogs. Yeah. Um, where they're now soaked and out in this really like hot, wet environment. And then they kind of actually get steamed. It's like a sauna. Yeah. Right. And so it's almost um, a, a lot worse for them. I've seen them 106 to 109 come in. Yep. I've never seen them leave at 109. Um, Not out the it, front door. Nope. No, that's right. <laughs> and, it's, and it's really like a heartbreaking situation because you know it's coming. And I've seen this actually more. We've we've had more than one dog come in at the same time from the same mm-hmm. family because of hunting dogs yep. that went and ran their normal run and then it rained. Same thing. They got wet, overheated, and then wet, and um, we lost them both. So it's, it's a really dangerous thing that people need to understand is, is how dangerous it is. And I want to really talk about breaking up some of those myths because, you know, you guys mentioned it, Angie. You said refrigeration and not ice, right? Not bringing the temperature down too fast and not bringing yep. it down too low. So um, at the end of the day, what we know is there are people out there who don't have finances and they're going to tackle some of these things at home or try some of these things at home because we do know that like taking the two minutes to get your pet wet and 
in in front of a fan while you grab your keys and things like that to get out of the house is worth it. They have to get yep. cooler as fast as possible. So if you grab a water bottle out of your fridge and dump it on them on your front seat with the AC blasting, that's great. Yep. We want to get them cool as fast as we can. But talk a little bit about why we don't want to overcool them and why we don't want to drop them too fast. Well, the first thing I think that it's hard to understand if you're not a medical personnel is that if your dog has heat stroke, like a legitimate case of heat stroke, he is also in shock. So uh, we have to be very delicately balancing how fast we cool a patient and how far, like Ryan said, we cool a patient because we are now, the heat is kind of masking right now. We're all focused on, oh, he's hot, he's hot. But we as medical professionals know that he's also in in terrible shock. So he needs fluids. He needs gastroprotectorants. Um, he needs, you know, the support of monitoring his heart. Um, he may need, he may go into, you, you know, uh, total decomp and and need blood products transfusions i mean this is like serious serious medicine that's provided to these pets uh when they come into the hospital so uh we really kind of don't understand everything if you if and when you're not a med you know there's a lot of things going on the heat is the first problem but now it's kicked in all of these other things that also need to be addressed very very rapidly by your team and we always we always recommended um when you before you start cooling get a temperature if you're able to just so we know how high it was yeah Um, because that will help with some of the treatments that we're going to recommend doing and then kind of the old school um technique was to pour alcohol over the paws and that is not recommended it doesn't help as we already talked about no i'm glad you brought that up because um what we've learned is pouring alcohol over the pads really just causes respiratory burning and distress for the dogs and um get lights them on fire if they crash later in the hospital and we try mm-hmm. to defibrillate them um the other thing i want to talk about is the vasoconstriction to just create the idea that what we want to think about is you have all of this vasculature on your system surface so all of your skin has all this blood running through it and the reason one of the reasons is we don't want to go with too cold is we can actually cause that vasculature to constrict and not allow that blood to move through the body and actually trap it inside the organs and Which inside the hotter. body yeah. right further cooking everything and so we want to make sure that those vessels are able to still remain wide open and pass blood through them so when we do things like ice and um you know ice baths and full <laughs> submersions we actually can risk our pets getting um you know into a more dangerous situation and so the reason we want to talk about it up front is because when you're prepared, when you're ready to go, it helps you be ready in the worst moment that we hope actually never happens for you. Yeah, and I mean, we we could talk about this until we're all all suffering from heat stroke, but I think the most important take home here is prevention, right? We all need to be so mindful. Uh, you you know, we kind of just went over what happened. You don't you the best thing to do is to not be in my clinic with a dog with heat stroke, and only you as a pet owner can completely prevent that from happening uh, by being mindful, switching your schedule, being super attentive to your pet, and also it's not a bad idea to own a thermometer made for pets in your home like you don't want to mix it up with yours but you know it's good to be able to you know know how to take your pet's temperature at home if need be so that you can monitor yourself and be uh just a more mindful pet owner because prevention is literally in only your hands and it's the only way to make sure that your dog never has this emergency 
Do you know what the difference between a rectal thermometer and an oral thermometer? <laughs> no. The <what's> taste. The... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lord. Um, <laughs> um, but the other thing is you can jump on our Facebook page. Um, I will have some links on how to keep your um, pets cool during the summer times. Um, you can find us at Making Sense of Pets on Instagram and Facebook, and you can find our website at makingsenseofpets.com. And don't forget to follow, listen, like, comment, share with your friends, listen to us at work and in the car when you drive a fluffy to the e-clinic on your favorite <laughs> podcast platform. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all stay cool. Stay cool.